Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Frontend Coffee Break, a podcast where we take a break from our everyday lives, grab a cup of joe or something that you'd enjoy drinking and talk about different frontend topics. As always, I have my colleague, Ricard. How are you today? I am very good, Chucha. Thank you so much. <laughs> and today's topic, it's an interesting one. Um, let's go directly to it. But before we start discussing it a little bit, I, well, it, we're going to talk about interviews and, um, you know, it's it's been changing the way that we do interviews. So let's begin with um, our own experience on the interviews that we did, not for Cognizant Netcentric, but for previous companies, maybe the, even the first few interviews you ever did for a IT front-end development or just development job. Ricardo, would you like to begin or should I tell you my... I can go, I can stories? go. Okay, um, go ahead, take it away. The, f- <laughs> <laughs> the first interview I, I did as a, as a candidate, right? Uh, for my mm-hmm. first job, it was already a, a, a technical job, development job, lucky me. Um, yeah, it was it was not as hard as future interviews. Like, it was very um, very friendly. I mean, I, I met directly with the with the CEO of the company because it was a very a small company here in Barcelona, right? And we talked about what I had studied, what technologies I did touch, right? And and it was super friendly. I sure there was pressure, of course, because it was my first time. I, I dressed nicely with my my, my shirt and whatever, <laughs> but. Um, but I remember other harder interviews. I think uh, the more I progressed through my career, the harder the interviews got because, of course, you aim for senior positions, right? But the first one, I think the expectations were were, were low on, on both ends, and it was was friendly. Hmm. How about you? Well, it it's my some of my first interviews. I don't remember all of them. I just remember when I was out of college, I started doing interviews in different places. You know, they say, okay, so we have a list of potential um, companies that you can work in. I was living back then in Monterrey, Mexico, which is a big industrial city. So there were a lot of technical, technological companies there. I mean, they were way away from the city center where I lived, but I mean, um, they were there. And I went to do an interview. One of the ones that I recall most is I went to do the interview for this company. And I, I, I just sort of liked the idea of what the, the job description was because it was not only developing, but also going out and try, trying to sell the product. You know, um, it was like being an evangelist or an advocate about the product. And I remember that, yeah, they ask you very basic questions in the sense that things that you should know once you're out of college, like what is a database? How would you design this? And things like, like that. But one of the questions that stuck to me the most was that they say, hey, by the way, why aren't you wearing a tie? And then you look at them and you look at the interviewers, both of them, IT guys, they had the tie and they had the the jacket, the the Americana, the, you know, the like the, their suit on, full suit on. And I was surprised. I was just, just looking at them. And then you would see the office, the entire office, and everyone was wearing a tie. And honestly, I had looked for a tie. I had looked because I dressed up uh, somewhat nicely. I was looking for a tie. I didn't have a tie. I didn't find my tie. I, I, I think that at that moment, I don't know why I didn't find the tie. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to be honest about it. It's like, well, you know, I didn't find the tie, but I do not believe in working with a tie. And they were both looking at me like, please, hmm. uh, please explain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the, the the thing that stuck with me. And I told them, well, you know, it's like, I understand if you're going to make me go to the client 
that I will have to use a tie perfectly. I mean, it's part of of it's part of the of the things that I need to, uh, the how I need to um, be. But if I'm going to work in IT and I'm going to be behind a desk and nobody's going to see me, I don't see the any reason to wear a tie. And they say, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. But you know, if you're going to get hired here, it means a good answer. But know that you need to wear a tie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also here, I think in Barcelona, there was not. Not so much currently, but I think years ago there was this culture of suit and tie, even like for for quote unquote consultants who, even like you you were saying, just work at the office. They have no client contact, no client facing contact. But maybe those offices they they greet customers that come in or clients that come in, and they wanted to have some sort of impression. Like if you have a tie and suit, you will code better or faster. Probably not, and, and and it's something that you have to consider as a candidate because if you have to have you know suit, multiple ties, multiple jackets, probably multiple shirts, right? This all adds to the cost of actually the living because you maybe I mean yeah. you have to dry clean them, right? And uh, weekly you will have a, another cost that you have to account for when you negotiate your salary. Well, and I think that the funny thing is that this is I think something that is inherited from. Countries that are colder than, for example, um, Spain and Mexico. Um, in Mexico, in Monterrey, it's like freaking hot. And in summer, it's horribly hot. I, I mean, like really. And I just the idea of having to wear a suit on summer was like, why? Why? Well, Even if the office is crank the AC up, up to I don't know, 10 degrees and then you have to wear your suit and you're... you're... Feeling oh, excellent. No, no, no. But I think that's the reason that we wear ties. Well, that that's, I guess, that one of my first uh, interviews experience. But interviews have come a long way since then. Now we're doing interviews online. Um, most of the interviews, well, all of the interviews, I think, that we've done in the last couple of years are online. Although we have done interviews before that online when we were interviewing for other offices and they didn't have enough people. And but what do you think about that? What do you think about the the new remote interviews or in general about them? Ah, remote interviews. Um, so I'm sure that some listeners will like them. Some listeners will will hate them. Me as an interviewer, I don't love them. I mean, I I pretty much prefer a face to face exchange. As a candidate, I I see the appeal of doing remote interviews. It's faster. It's it's easier. Um, but more yeah, but, uh, definitely more convenient, right? I mean, you, you don't have to actually go to to that location, to the office, and then you know dress nicely. I mean, you, sure, you will dress nicely. <laughs> well, waste up, the waist right? up. Waste up. Um, <laughs> but it's a more convenient. I mean, you just finish work at whatever time. You just do a phone call, and you are done, right? And and having to go to an actual office, commute there, um, and, and unless you're gonna like, you want to know what the office life is in the, in that company, it's it's not convenient. Um, but yeah, how about you as a, as a, as an interviewer? How do you see it? Well, I I I mean, as as you say, I, I agree that it's more convenient, and there's some people, especially introverts, for example, or more uh, that that will be happier to do an interview uh, this way. But you do miss the opportunity of getting to know how the office is, even if you haven't. Well, if you have a hybrid contract, which is something that you that we can currently find more and more. Um, because I like going to the office from time to time. I, ha I like to have the option of going to the office. Um, I think it's 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 good. It's a it's a very convenient, as you say. But for example, there's a, we had a candidate once that couldn't, or it was very risky for them to go out of the uh, of their house um, and do an interview in person. They had a, a something that um, 
didn't allow them to do these kind of things. And so it's really, really convenient. And it's a great candidate. And it's nice that we that we managed to hire them. Um, but sometimes it's um, not possible to go physically to the to the company. And this is a very good a very good option, I guess. I mean, it's a nice point, right? If your if your contract or the offer is going to be a remote only offer, it makes zero sense for you to have to travel to the office and and do that one. I mean, because you want to know how the candidate or the person would react on a remote environment, on you know phone calls, are they having a good setup, bad setup, all those things. Uh, mm-hmm. But as, but as an interview where it's easier to you know handshake and sit there and no distractions because when, when I'm on the computer it's impossible not to get distracted a little a little bit and I need to do double the effort to to be focused and um and yeah technical problems and all those things. I'm I'm well yeah oof <laughs> I, I, I remember I mean we've had so many interviews in which I don't know if 15 minutes 20 minutes have been just wasted away because we couldn't connect. You know, the typical, can you hear me? Are, are, is, is this working? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we cannot hear you. And then you have to turn off the, oh, turn off the camera for a bit. Let's see if it gets better. Although usually I like to have the interview with a camera on. Um, maybe if we've been advancing a lot in the interview and I've had a pretty good idea of what the candidate, how the candidate is, I might say, okay, and we're having issues. Turn off the camera because it's fine. Well, we'll discuss a little bit about this a bit later, but but yeah, it's it's there's so many problems, technical problems that can happen on an online interview that cannot happen when when the person is 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 there in in, in person. I, I miss the small talk. I, I miss the connection. I miss I miss looking at the person and because you get a lot of information about the demeanor and the way that they are. That um, because you're not only hiring someone for their knowledge, but also for example for their cultural fit and and. I remember that one of the things or one of the questions that I ask myself always before saying, yes, I recommend this candidate or not, is would I be willing to work with this candidate or not? And this is something that it's not impossible, of course, being doing this online, but it's something that when you're one-on-one physically, you do get a better feeling it's about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I guess it's because we're used to meeting people and, and um, making our decision of how what kind of person that is of physically, not online. I mean, I guess for new generations, maybe it's enough to, to they get a good idea of how the person is just online. I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a technical problem then that really scales my my balance, and then really like makes me like in person because I mean, you know, having to repeat yourself over on on, on because they don't hear it or they have bad connection or. It's like, or they're using headphones or the camera is blurry or all those things. It's like, oh my God. I mean, it's, and then it's short for me to, to actually do and do, do this job. And, and uh, you end up not, not in it. I mean, you're human, right? And you end up not having a good impression of the candidate, even though they had maybe the knowledge or the best intentions. But if the set yes. is not correct, or they do it on, on the car we've seen or on the street or on, on, a, on a bar, it's like, dude, if you're going to have an interview, do a proper setup, test your connection, test all those things. So it goes smoothly. Have you had an interview with someone at a bar that they were at a bar or a, car? Well, or a cafe or something, right? I mean, or, or a co-working space where there's no noise in the background and then it's hard for you to ask the questions because they don't hear you and also you to hear what they're saying because there's there's background noise. Sure, Google Meet, there's True. magic with noise cancellation, noise, whatever. But but still, I mean, um, if you don't have a setup at home that allows you to be in a, in a silent for I don't know, an hour that the interview goes, it's hard. It's hard. And how about the that you mentioned a bit about the 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 questions and such and um, 
what things well do you think that the questions that we ask or the way that we we handle the interviews has changed or for you has it changed since you we've gone fully remote yeah i think you will you will agree with me that a little bit it has to change right because um when you are in person it, it allows you to do different things like i remember you and i we were in the office and, and we used to use a um, like a blackboard or a whiteboard a lot to ask the candidates about doing a layout or something in css how do you approach this sort of you know three column layout or whatever and then we would draw on the on on the whiteboard and it would be very very like i don't know practical and and, and a good sense of, of how people um, solve these, these things and now online it's a bit different um what what tricks do you use when you do online interviews what do you want a whiteboard or you want to share stuff how how do you do well it? for example i i've been um accumulating exercises because uh, before as you say when you have the candidate there it's very nice to say hey how would you solve this you know you're not looking for a specific code you're just trying to get a, an idea of how the mind of the the candidate works and they mm -hmm. go up to the board and they start writing and say start analyzing it's very nice to see how they 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 approach that yeah. that uh, problem but now that it's online what i've been doing is that i've been trying to to gather i mean you you have certain advantages that well you could always have it on on site anyhow but i'm trying to gather questions that i can show like i'm going to share my screen i'm going to show a little bit of code could you please tell me um, blah 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 about this what would you improve what would you change okay so i'm going to show you this i'm going to show you that i like the idea that it can be more interactive in that sense that uh, well that i can share some resources ask questions based on that um ask them to do a little bit maybe of programming which i usually don't like because I don't. I think it's it's it takes too much time, and I appreciate other other um, things from the candidate, each candidate. Uh, but that's what I do. I have a set of resources that I know that I can screen share, copy paste, or, or do these kind of things, and to to ask the questions or just get to know the candidate better. I don't know if you have any tool that you like to use. No, no. What you're saying is is very. I, I agree totally. Like sharing your screen and showing out because that's what you're gonna do. Eventually, like when you're working on a day to day, you will you will share your screen with your remote can remote colleague. You're gonna share your screen and you wanna share a piece of code, and that's what you. It's, it's a very real thing, right? And re remember, you and I at the office when we we're doing interviews, we would just project our screen into the into the big mm. television or something to yes. maybe show something. But but yes, I agree with you that sharing code or sharing a, um, a layout or something via screen it works. Um, yeah, I there's like two it. things that I do like. Um, well, one thing that I do miss. And the other thing that I do like about remote interviews, the one thing that I miss is that I've seen candidates behave in a very peculiar way, which I appreciate. One of the candidates that we have once he came with a, um, a, a with his pens and um, a, 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 Papers, ah, a paper and pen, yeah, mm -hmm. and took everything out, put it on the layout, laid on the table, and then when we were conducting the interview, at one point we asked something. And instead of standing up and doing it on the board, he did it on paper, and it was great. It was very nice to see again um, the way that they, that they were working, thinking. You get to know the, the candidate, but you cannot do that right now because if you no. see a candidate typing, you would assume yeah. they're cheating, right? They're, they're oh, looking yes. the on Stack Overflow or MDN documentation. So that's and, that's a no-no, and that's a big no-no. And this is, I guess, a big topic because one, of, and that's the other thing that I do like in the sense that. Um, I remember that when we were conducting the interview live, we both have uh, every all, most usually both of the candidate of uh, the interviewers um, had their laptop out mm -hmm. uh, and were typing in, you know, notes, taking notes and everything. And from time to time, 
just sending messages to each other. But I always felt that, for example, like, okay, it's, it's, I think I, we have enough information. Let's close the interview or things like this. And, but I always felt a little bit like um, you could tell that we were communicating and that would me- make the candidate feel a bit um, uneasy. But this is something that you can actually do um, in remote interviews right now. I mean, the, the, the communication between the, the interviews, I think it's a little bit more fluid or it doesn't feel like they're not paying attention to the, to the, to the candidate, which I think it's very important to, to show them that you're actually paying attention all the time. And as you say, uh, one of the things that um, you can see on the interviews is cheating. Let's talk a little bit about our experience seeing or interviewing candidates that be cheating. I mean, what story it's, comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, you never know for sure because it's impossible to know for sure, right? Um, but when you can see that the candidate is moving the eyes horizontally, like instead of looking at the screen at your face, it's like moving like this. It's like you're probably reading or when you you don't see your hands and as, again, your headers are moving or eyes are moving. It's like, ah, this guy is typing even though like on a silent keyboard, I don't know. So it's 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 no good. It's no good to to cheat. Uh, you can tell something is wrong, but you don't know for sure. Yes. So it, it creates a yes. bad feeling in in the interview. So and and that's the thing. In the end, you never you could never know for sure. And I I want to believe in the in the honesty of the candidates. I think it's an important feature, especially if if, if we are entrusting the people to work from home and do their work. And one of the things that you want is honesty. Honesty that you know that uh, whatever work that they need to do, they're going to be doing it. Um, because nobody is going to be watching them, and, and I, I, we don't have a, a policy that we're constantly monitoring what the people are doing. I mean, they could just be sitting watching Netflix for all we know, but be, because we're not um, uh, survey surveilling mm-hmm. them, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's important for us to actually trust the persons that we're interviewing that they can be uh, trusted. I had. I've seen experience like you say that they're sort of, sort of moving the eye when you ask them, they're usually just looking at you and when you ask the question is like so blah 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 well blah 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 and you can see not the head maybe but the eyes moving like horizontally I've also seen people doing things like this like they're interview you're talking da 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 asking the question and when the answer is like well um blah 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 and they go back to you. So I like mean, a, a second screen, second monitor with, with some sort of definitions or something. And the thing is that we don't usually ask for definitions. We don't usually ask, okay, <laughs> define me what an array is. Or define me what a Boolean is. We don't, we don't do that because that's too easy to, to just Google. And, and if you don't know, just Google it. And that's it. There's no, there's no point of us hiring you because you know how to define a Boolean. We, we want you to, to think. And usually it's more complex stuff. Okay, how would you pull this information here and then present it to the user? And then where would you improve the performance in this bit? So it's something that you cannot Google at, at, at that same moment. Hmm. So I, I don't get it, man. Wanting to cheat on an interview, it's, it's too risky. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I've and I've seen people that their 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 hands when you ask the question, their hands move. They clearly move, and when they stop answering, <laughs> they move back. And it's like, yeah, what? Well, blah 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 blah. They just and. As you say, you can never know for sure, and we're not going to ask them to put a, a mirror behind them so that we can see their screen or these kind of things. I mean, we're not going to do that, but but it's it doesn't look good. Even if you're not doing this on purpose, uh, maybe you're, I don't know. I, I cannot really imagine what you're doing with your hands like that, but it's very important for you to give a good impression in that sense and try not to cheat. And as you say, I think that 
Maybe um, when we said that have the questions changed, I think that they do have changed a bit, but more on this direction that we say, but um, naturally that instead of saying, okay, so what's an array? What's a variable? What, how would you do this kind of things that we might ask a few, a little bit about this? Um, maybe the questions have evolved a little bit more in the direction of how would you improve the performance of, how would you do this? What would you recommend this? How would you solve this issue? Just to see how much... Um, how uh, well uh, how capable of of answering these kind of questions they are and it's always at least that that is something that we try to do that it's always questions regarding things you would need to know to do the job i would never ask i don't know like um how would you calc uh, calculate a logarithm you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you you Classic. google that and that's the way yeah yeah that's the way that you questions do it. Of, about algorithms and math that you will never use yeah yeah yes yes mm. But well, so we, we've said we said a lot of things about not to do, like cheating and stuff. We we spent so much time. Uh, tell me to things that you would like to to see on, on a on a candidate when you not, not more about what you look for in terms of knowledge, but what things you would do as a candidate in an interview, right? Well, <laughs> besides, no, no. If I'm thinking about the the, the options of of interviews that I've liked uh, a lot. I mean, I've had interviews when the technical knowledge is so good that it's mm-hmm. it's also very satisfying, you know? When you start going on a little bit on the technical side and they just answer without a, a thought, it's like, oh, I would do this, I would do that. That's nice. But I've also seen people that are honest about not knowing something. And this is something that I, that I, that yeah. I when I see it, that I think it's good. Mm-hmm. When you ask, what is this? And they just sort of look like, I don't know. And they say, I don't know, honestly. But then you can see, but based on what you're asking, I think that it seems to be something like this. And they start an- answering what they think that, that what you might be asking about, although they don't know the, the, the subject that well. And as long as, as long as they're not stretching it and trying to come yes, up with an answer, yes. going no, 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 around no, no. and around. It's like, no, I don't know, but I think it goes in that direction. Yeah. Period. Done. Right. That's the thing that, for example, I, I, if you ask for something very concrete and they say, I don't know, but based on the context, I think that it might go in this direction. They just give you a general idea and don't, they don't stretch it like in, in, the, in the exams when you used to, mm-hmm. when you were a kid and yeah. tried to write as <laughs> yeah, much yeah. as possible. No, no, no. We, we had this one candidate that um, they were very specialized on a framework. Mm-hmm. And they started working on the framework from the very beginning. And when they got to us, they were like experts on that framework or really good at that. But when we were starting asking questions about vanilla JavaScript, CSS, HTML, they didn't exactly know this kind of things. And you could see that uh, the person was on more of a junior level. And that was, I mean, based on the experience, that was what it was. But it ended up hurting them a little bit regarding on how we evaluated them because of of the of the, then them not knowing all of these mm-hmm. things that we find basic right. but when you when you ask the questions like how would you do this they were very like introspective and saying okay but i think it, i would do it this way this is the, how i do it right now but i would do it this way and the answers were so good that mm-hmm. we ended up hiring the candidate and i think it's one of the best candidates we've we've hired at that level i'm very happy very nice. with that very nice yeah, yeah in, indeed. It's not all about knowledge. No, I mean it's also like mm-hmm. we we want to know how how you more or less think, you know, how you approach a problem. Okay, you you know about it, but if you had to, where where would you go? It's, there's, there's no shame on googling or Stack Overflow, but no. at least you gotta know more or less where where to go and and yeah, these things. It's good. Okay, now 
since we're all right now, I think that the remote interviews are here to stay. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the do's and don'ts. Imagine that you're going to, uh, uh, someone says, hey, I'm going to go and do an interview, a remote interview. What should I ta- uh, take care of? No. What <laughs> should I uh, worry about? What should I do to make sure that the interview goes well? Besides knowledge. I mean, this is not regarding knowledge. Um, I would say, first of all, don't talk too much. <laughs> Maybe it's counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, as, as an interviewer, I hate when people just talk way too much on an answer, right? If, if I'm asking you, okay, have you done this and how would you approach this? Just answer like strictly to the point. It's okay, not, not yes or no, but you know, elaborate a little bit, but not try to make yourself show off or look good and spend me five minutes on a question that was just 30 seconds saying, yes, I've done this and I did it that way. Perfect. Next question, right? So, yeah. How many interviews had gone longer than they should have because of this? Maybe not longer because in the end, I, I cut them off saying, okay, we're done. We're done. It doesn't have more time. In the end, it's just what's allowed. But you, you as an interviewer don't get to ask everything you wanted to. And then hmm. you end up with a, with a bad review because you say, okay, that was not, not enough information. And of course, if this person would work with you, you know, now you have a, a reflection of, of how would it be? I mean, if you ask a question during, during your day-to-day work and it takes you an hour to answer a simple question, it's it's a no-no. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I would recommend uh, is the setup where you, when you're okay. doing, we've already said that um, don't do it in a, in a cafeteria, don't do it on your car, but I think that there are more things that you need to take care of. Um, first of all, as you said, the best thing is try to find a place where it's quiet. You know, that you're not going to be having distractions. There's not going to be external noise and these kind of things. But how about, for example, the physical setup? What would you recommend regarding equipment? Is, is our good equipment necessary? Right. Spend a thousand euros on microphone? No, just kidding. <laughs> we do it because we do a podcast, but uh, you don't have to. I, I think um, I would recommend you just... Headphones, yes or yes. It can be Bluetooth, it could be cable uh, headphones, but you need headphones because preventing hmm. echo, of course, it, it, it's very bothered. bothers me and bothers everybody that you are talking and you hear yourself again. So just have headphones. That would be an excellent thing. And, yes. and also some some lighting. I think it, it people that don't think too much, maybe they are like, they have their window on your and their back and it's like they're, they're like the, the bad, bad uh, how do you say it? The James Bond bad doctor no and on, on on the on the dark side of, of the chair you, you want to have okay. some lighting on your face just, just yes. so we can see you yeah and um how about my phones i mean uh, I, I you said the, the, the note you don't need a professional setup but i personally would recommend if you can get some sort of microphone maybe in the headset that would be nice if you don't have it it's not uh, mandatory but at least try to be for example close to the to the to the computer so that you can, or raise your voice so that it can be really well heard. I've had many times that I have to say, could you repeat this, please? Could you, what did you say? And it's just a little bit of a waste of a time. But that said is I would always recommend, don't be afraid of asking to read someone to repeat the question. Yep. Like, hey, could you please repeat it again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. It's fine. Don't feel ashamed because I'd rather repeat the question and get the answer that I was looking for than, than just hear a a, a thingy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And, and on that direction, um, if you can, just, I mean, it sounds trivial, but just connect your computer to, to cable rather than Wi-Fi. I mean, mm. sure, you have mm. a perfect internet at home or not, just using cable reduces the latency and, and it 
it really makes a difference on on on, on calls, and you don't have to chop the voice or anything. It's it's important if you can uh, do it. If not, but um, right. Okay, now um, one thing that it's also important is the what we're looking for, and this is something that it's related to the talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. That sometimes we get candidates that are not um, that are not ideal. But I think that something that we need to to mention that, but I don't think we have that much time. Maybe for another uh, podcast is the that it's important that you coordinate with talent acquisition of your um, in your company. But well, I think that we're almost reaching the 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 thirty minute mark, so I think it's a good moment to to close down the topic. Now, any last recommendation? Anything that you'd like to to mention? Um, Questions that you'd like to to ask? Uh, no, just be be yourself. Don't be nervous. I think we've all been there, and and good interviewers know that they they've also been there. We've all been there in the other side of the table. So don't don't be, don't be afraid. I think what we try to do at Cognizant Centric is is have just you know a coffee break, a chat. You know, <laughs> you, you you join us at the office. We have a coffee and, and and we talk about technical topics, and it's like any other conversation. I think that that's one best like the best candidates come here, and it's like you know just a coffee break and. Well, I would recommend, for example, honesty and just be yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That's for me the best thing. I, I like I like to to know that the person that I'm talking to is honest and that, that that's the person that I'm going to be working with. So that would be my recommendation. So I think that that's all the time that we have. Um, if you want to share with us uh, nice or horror stories regarding interviews, please do so in the comment section. Um, it would be interesting to hear that out. And thank you very much for the for um, for joining us in in today's episode, Ricard. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs> and see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>